0: Ben Hartley, where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business, your relationships, and your mindset. If you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post, visit sixfigurephotography.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. And I'm really grateful that you're listening today, that you're tuning in on this fine fall. I I don't know, actually, it could be an afternoon. You know what? You could be listening to this a year into the future. And it could be summertime. I don't even know. I'm just glad that you're here. <laughs> Gee whiz. listen, the purpose of this podcast is to help you build your business, to help you grow it. And actually, you know, one of these things is sometimes we're really in the trenches in regards to your business. Sometimes too, there's this uh, amazing mentor of mine, his name's Jim Rohn. And he says that if you want, how does he put this? Let me think about this for one second. Yes, here it is if you want to make a living, if you want to make a salary, then you work on your job. You invest in your job, right? You invest in your job. If you want to make a fortune, if you want to make a legacy, then you invest in yourself. And so sometimes I bring this up because sometimes we're working on ourselves, you guys. And I think today's episode is going to cross over a little bit. I think there's going to be a little self-work going on, a little bit of business work going on. And I'm really excited about that. And so Thank you again, just for taking the time to be here with me. And I want you guys to know, can I let you know this? Like y'all are reaching out to me and I love it. I've gotten so many DMs on Instagram uh, of just kind of weighing in. And, And I want to invite you right now, if you're listening to this, can you message me? Shoot me an Instagram message. Just like pull it out on your phone right now at at J Ben Hartley, the letter J J Ben Hartley on Instagram. That's me and shoot me a DM and you can let me know whatever you want to let me know. If you want to hear a specific guest on the podcast, then please tell me that. If you'd like to ask me a question, you guys, I'm an open book. Ask me a question. I promise you, I will DM you back. If you just want to let me know uh, something I could do better, something that this podcast has helped you with, I would love to hear your stories. They mean so much, Because to be honest, I have no clue who is listening to this until you DM me, right? And uh, so, yeah, I want to open up that channel to you guys. It doesn't have to be a one-way conversation where you just hear me. I'd love to be able to talk back to you, talk back at you and and have a conversation with you. And so, uh, at jbenhartley on Instagram, I can't wait to see you guys there. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G U S T O forward slash photo. You guys, we have an amazing guest today, Rachel Griman. Now I'm excited about this one because we're talking about some stuff that I really give a shit about. We're talking about copywriting, and before you start going want 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 on me over there, photographers, I know we're all visual. This is this is good stuff, and I got Rachel here because she is going to help not just understand how we can use copy, but really get into like what's kind of magical about it. Like there's some there's some internet unicorn shit going on with copywriting that it is powerful. And it is so practical. And so Rachel, she is a copywriter and a photographer. This is why she's so good at this, you guys. She's in our field. She knows what we're up against. After years of doing them separately, copywriting separately from photography, she realized they worked well together, like cookies and breakfast. I don't really know what she means by that, but I'm gonna let's go donuts. Let's say donuts. <laughs> you know. So uh, this is this is why I'm excited to have her here. She's she's quick on her feet. She makes me laugh. She used to work in a nonprofit, uh, and and. And now she's she's you know uh, pulling punches with with copywriting and photography. And so, Rachel Griman, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So, can real quick, you they go together? Copywriting and photography go together like cookies and bre- and sure breakfast do.
1: Sure Is sure that
0: donuts? Do. I feel like that's donuts. No,
1: nope, it's cookies. It's definitely cookies because if you follow me on any account. For any amount of time, you will see me eating cookies for breakfast because
0: (laughs) it's my favorite
1: morning treat.
0: I love it. I love it, Rachel. So you <laughs> used to be in a nonprofit and mm-hmm. you worked for them. I feel like there's got to be a hierarchy here. Was it you worked for them as a photographer and then on the side, they were like, yo, Rachel, can you <laughs> write us some sales letters? Or was it like you were writing copy for them and then on the side, they were like, yo, Rachel, can you take some headshots for us? Like right. how did they go?
1: So that's really funny that you put it that way because that's exactly what happened. I actually worked in the nonprofit field for 10 years and at three different nonprofits and every time I was hired for one skill set and every time I always got roped into doing the other one. So it was different for each one that I got hired for um, but I never was able to escape the job without doing both, which was great. I love both so it was fine. Um, but the one the last one that I worked at, they hired me to be the writer and they actually had the graphic designer, that her position was also photographer but she had never picked up a camera and I have a degree in photojournalism so I was like hey do you mind if I just do that like that sounds like a better fit and they were like yeah go for it so yeah you know at nonprofits you wear so many hats so it was just a natural thing for them to both happen
0: yep I totally get that and then at what point did Green Chair Stories—that—that's the name of your copywriting business for photographers—is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep, sure. So, at what point did Green Chair Stories become like a a, a thing? You know, yeah. where you were like, "Wow, this—we are like this—is Green Chair Stories? That's mm-hmm. what I'm up to."
1: <laughs> so, um, it was probably about five years ago when I left that nonprofit, um, and that's when I started this company. So. The organization I worked for um, worked with the homeless in Denver, Colorado, and they allowed you to decorate your office with donated furniture from the warehouse. So on my first day, I'm not a decorator, but I walked into the warehouse and I saw tucked back in the corner this like huge velvet green armchair. And I was like, I'm going to be interviewing people for stories. I want them to be comfy. That looks cool as shit. I want that in my office. So they put that into my office as like the chair that other people could sit in when they're talking to me. And I had really dim lighting in there, it was very romantic. And people would come in and I noticed whether it was a coworker or a homeless person that I was interviewing for a story or um, an employee from a different branch of our offices, people would just sit in it, sink down in and tell me some of their deepest darkest secrets. We were always laughing hysterically and people cried in there at least once a week. And so I felt like there was so much power in that chair and I think I gave it too much credit. <laughs> but by the time I left, I realized you know a lot of it had to do with just the questions that I was asking people and that people felt safe in telling me their stories and kind of opening themselves up to me. And it became a metaphor for my work, whether I was photographing or writing copy, I wanted people to have that level of comfort with me so I could really get into who they are and kind of reflect back to them how great I think they are.
0: It's awesome. And thus Green Chair Stories was born. Where, where is the green chair today? Do you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The green chair was gifted to me when I left the organization because they knew that I <laughs> based a whole company around it. And <laughs> you
0: built your brand on it. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. And it traveled with me. We just moved to Philly this year. My family lives in Pennsylvania, so we moved back. And now it lives inside my bedroom and my dog sleeps in it every night.
0: Oh, uh, what kind of dog do you
1: have? She is a Bernadoodle. She is half Bernese Mountain Dog, half Poodle. Her name is Bernadette. She is 90 pounds. <laughs> and she's laying next to me and I'm praying she doesn't bark during this. Oh, I love it.
0: It's <laughs> all good if she barks. I love all the all the Bernies. This is, she's oh, a- yeah.
1: I couldn't <laughs> not. Bernadette the Bernadoodle, like it was a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my word. Okay. So I want to get into the meat of this. Let's I just did a – I have a uh, a Facebook group, a, a mastermind group, it's the Six free Photography Mastermind Group online, and um, and I just did a live video inside my Facebook group okay. on actually uh, the one thing that photographers always forget to work on at the end of the year. Cause it, like, we're hitting that time right now we're, we're settling into fall. And I think for a lot of the photography community, we're kind of right at this pinnacle. Things are maybe right at like the busiest that they're going to be. And then it's going to drop off. Or maybe there's a few photographers that it's already taken that, that kind of nosedive of kind of like settling in. Mm-hmm. Um, for some, I think a lot of the portrait photographers are still in the thick of it with the fall, like mini sessions, the Christmas mm-hmm. mini sessions, right? But eventually, we're gonna get a we're gonna hit this period, especially in Ohio, that like we're just gonna have time to really settle in, and work on our business. And I think for a lot of photographers, they work on their business with their pricing, with maybe reevaluating their portfolio, mm-hmm. taking a look at some kind of marketing moves they can make. And my whole live video was dedicated to focus on reevaluating your copywriting. And this is why I'm so glad that you are here. Can you tell us a little bit about, uh, like, you know, is when we're thinking about copy and I mentioned this in the intro, it's like, I think as visual storytellers, we, our eyes start to glaze over at the thought of words on paper. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that accurate? Is that just me?
1: Oh, no. I think that we're extremely lazy as a society, like everyone, not just photographers. So when people see words on a page, unless you're drawing them in instantly, they're like, nope, never mind. And they hit that little X or they click around. And so especially if somebody is looking at a bunch of websites right next to each other, like if someone has 10 websites pulled up because they're looking for a photographer, like... They're not just looking at images because chances are in this day and age, I sound like an 87 year old, people have probably found these photographers on Instagram and they're bumping over to their desktop so they could see what their websites actually have to say as like proof that they're good humans. So I think that if we aren't hooking people from the get, then we're losing people
0: how can even for the photographer who's about to turn this podcast off right now because they're like nah i don't know how can like is there any is there anything that you can that you could do or say or, or maybe a philosophy or something to consider a new a new way to view copywriting that could maybe like revitalize uh how we perceive it
1: Yeah, I think a big thing is that as photographers, we get so sucked in to how our photos look because that's what matters to us. Um, The style, the composition, the editing, you know, the consistency. We see our whole catalog when we see our photos, but we have to think of ourselves as a client. They are just a normal person who doesn't know how to shoot in manual mode, most likely. So a lot of our photos look the same to them. They can't tell the nuance between yeah. something and they certainly can't explain it. So even if your your photos are what brings somebody to your site and what draws them in, the words are absolutely what is going to sell them because we're all doing the same thing. I know what makes you unique and special and fabulous as a photographer because I understand what it takes to make a photo, but a regular person doesn't get that. So we need to differentiate ourselves by the way we communicate Who we are, what we offer, and the problem that we solve for them.
0: Especially in 2019, it's you—you totally pegged it, Rachel. It's like everyone is awesome. Everything. Even I always laugh too when people ask me, you know, like, "Hey, should I shoot Nikon or Sony or Fuji or Canon?" Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Everything's awesome. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Just pick one and just go do the thing." Right. Um. And so. And it's so saturated, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone, everyone's a photographer, everything is awesome. Pictures all look, you know, like pretty good. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely degrees of difference, Mm -hmm. but you're right. It's an incredibly sophisticated thing in terms of photography that we are delivering to an unsophisticated audience in terms of their perception of the end result, right? They're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's good. That's good too. Right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so... So I see it. So it's, so it is, it's, it's, it's something that's helpful to, to separate yourself from the competition to stand out.
1: Well, in some ways it's the only thing because if you're in a middle price point, you know, the no man's land of pricing where you're accompanied by literally a hundred other photographers in your market, what else is going to stand out to people?
0: Yeah. And well, and I guess people would say personality. But Yeah, but if you can't right, put that
1: personality on your website, people aren't going to know yeah. it.
0: Is it right about to get – yeah, absolutely. It's like it's, – so it's your personality expressed as copy. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's start like getting into what what this looks like. Is there is there like a structure to this? Or, like, see, Here's the thing. I think that a lot of photographers are like, we need good copy. We need good copy. And we're kind of so overwhelmed with that notion. Well, actually, Rachel, it's this we're talking about an incredibly like sophisticated problem of like writing paragraph structure of mm-hmm. of copy both sales copy story copy copy that brings people on a journey mm-hmm. uh, and and then right now you and i currently are talking about this to an incredibly unsophisticated audience. Now, photographers, just, you know, I'm not dissing on you. I just mean that you probably aren't, like, like, copywriting experts is what I'm getting at. It's, like, a really nuanced thing. And so I think that the reason we kind of glaze over is, we're like, I don't know words. Like, that's just too much, you know? And Am I, th- I wrong?
1: No, you're not wrong at all. But I think seeing copy holistically will help a lot of people too. Yes, the words what on do you your- What you mean web- when you
0: say holistically? What do you, what do you mean by that? The
1: words on your website are really important, but that is certainly not the only copy you're writing in your business. Um, your emails are copy. When you respond to an inquiry, it's copy. Every time you write something to the public or to a specific client, it is an opportunity to sell. And that's all copy is, is words that sell. So- you need to think about using every opportunity you have to sell yourself, whether that is a clever 404 page on your site, you know, when people get to a broken link and it's just, they're surprised to find a little bit of your personality there, or this is a mistake I see photographers make a lot. There's nothing on their contact page. It's just like, fill out this form. I'll contact you in 48 hours. There's nothing there that tells them, who you are on the other side of the screen. Every single piece of real estate on your website is an opportunity to sell yourself and to infuse with your personality. So don't waste it by saying something that everybody else says.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, on that note, you know, I'm on your website right now. Mm-hmm. You brought up cookies earlier. You know, little notification for divers that like pops up when you land on like a, a website that's like, Hey, we, we take cookies or we capture cookies or some of like that. So on Rachel's, it says, I've been eating cookies for breakfast breakfast since 1987. Sadly, these are a different kind of cookie. By using this website, you agree to you to the to our use of cookies. But fortunately, like the ones we eat, these cookies make your life better and viewing this site easier. <laughs> uh it's just a great example yeah. of a way that you've infused personality within the mundane kind of uh internet world or <laughs> <Right, laughs> right. like, whatever that is. Yeah,
1: But it's just a, a small example. And that's an example of microcopy, just like your 404 page or like a pop-up that comes up after somebody submits your contact form. Every single touch point of communication you have is that opportunity. And I think photographers miss it because we rely so heavily on our images to sell for us. All your images do is tell them that you're a great photographer. They do not tell your potential clients about the experience they'll get of working with you. Working with a photographer is an incredibly intimate experience, especially on your wedding day or if they're coming into your home to take your family photos. You are inviting someone into an event, especially on your wedding day, something that important, you want to make sure that you get along with that person. So, From the second they land on your website, you want to be reassuring them right away that you're that person for them.
0: Yeah. Even what we've been talking about, it's like people can't tell the difference between uh, maybe a good and a great photograph or mm-hmm. a good and great, you know, as we're trying to develop copy, but they can tell the difference between a good and a great experience. Absolutely. Like they just know what that is. Mm-hmm. They experience it. They, 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 there's something that's being communicated to them during that and copy allows for that. You have this process that you take your clients on that I see even, I, I see the trails, I see the traces of on your own website mm-hmm. of creating this, you call it a story loop. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to be, I want to dive in on this. This is, is this like a framework that you've created to help photographers in the copywriting kind of process?
1: I mean, I wouldn't call it a framework because those usually have a name and like very clever things surrounded to them and story loop. I may have even stolen from story brand Donald Miller's book. Um, but basically, yeah, it is my, it is the green chair stories way of, I think, going simple is sometimes the hardest thing and why people hire me because you open a photographer's website and a lot of times you're going to see every single benefit that they offer anybody in the first two paragraphs. And it's so overwhelming because you feel like it's this pinball machine of information about the photographer. And what you really want to do is just open one story loop. You want to talk about the number one thing you do for clients and then every single word on your site should support that main idea.
0: Can you help, uh, give an example of that? Cause even when you say that, the number one thing that you do, I'm going to, I'm going to play, I'm going to play like dumb photographer here. Yeah, more yeah, or do or it. Right. Or let, that sounded, I don't know, just like average, like, <laughs> like I'm going to keep pushing back with objections Please. or you're know what I mean? just like, like yeah. well, what do you need, Rachel? Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> so like the number one thing, you know, that I do is I deliver amazing photographs mm-hmm. for my couple. Right. So, but doesn't everybody do that? Yes. Don't
1: use that. That's a bad one.
0: You are, be- <laughs> you are being so, a so out, photographer. You know?
1: Well, again, I'm going to go back to what I said about the experience. Let's just say, and this is like unique value proposition, and you can read all about this on the internet if you would like to. And there's books said about
0: unique, it. Unique value proposition. Yeah.
1: Or unique selling point or your uniqueness factor or, you know, mm-hmm. people call it whatever. It's basically the one thing that you do that only you can do. And so if you're a photographer, a terrible unique selling point would be that you take amazing photographs because every photographer would say that. You want to zero in on the thing that your clients come back to and that all of them tell you over and over that you specifically are good at or what you delivered to them. I will give you an example. So one of my favorite sites that I ever got to work on was with my clients. Um, They're foxandfilm.com. It's a husband and wife team They are really good. They're based out of Florida. Their theme on their website was intention because their clients used that word when I talked to them. They used um, the word meaning. And this couple is really good at being intentional about finding the meaning in every little detail. That is their unique value proposition unique selling point. So that was what we led with on the site. And then every word on the site supports that. We talked about how love is intentional and how they are too. So you want to make everything relate, yes, back to what you do as a photographer, but also to the thing that only you can do.
0: Love it. Man. Where And so then in understanding that, how do we get to, to that place where we actually know what that unique value, unique selling proposition is? Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there something that we can kind of think on that we can kind of meditate on that we can think back on? to really come to clarity of like, man, what does make me different? What am I up to?
1: Well, I, if,
0: unless I I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm sure some people like jumps right out there and be like, yep, yeah, that's me. No, a lot but of people, there's a lot of us who are right. like, I
1: don't know. You're absolutely right. A lot of people don't. I make this joke a lot. I'm like, go ask your mom why she likes you. And <laughs> because people want to download all of these free templates and PDFs about finding your unique selling point And like, don't use, free stuff. I mean, that's terrible because I even have free stuff. But when it comes down to it, what makes you great as a person is probably what makes you great as a photographer. Because why people like to be around you is also why your couples or clients like to be around you. You bring yourself to a shoot. What you do is intensely personal and intensely intimate. So if you can get to a point where you appreciate something about your personality and you infuse that into your work that's a great place to start. So I joke around like go ask your mom because she's going to she's going to have something obviously not career related but what I really do and this is what I do for all my clients if you hire me I call your two favorite clients you've ever worked with and I interview them. And usually they have the same exact things to say about this one photographer without even knowing each other. So that is very clearly that person's unique um, value proposition because, and then obviously I go through all of their reviews as well. And usually the same themes come up over and over and over again. It's much easier to ask someone else than to come up with it on your own. Um, and I have a lot of exercises in the guide that I sell to help you write your own copy that like it pulls that stuff out of you, like from the depths of you and it's intensely personal. Um, Yeah. but I just think, I think it's a lot of like deep soul work, Um, and it's also as simple, just asking the people around you why you're likable.
0: Yeah. I, I've, um, (laughs) I'm like, imagine, like, I'm trying to think of like what my mom would say right now (laughs) if I were to ask her and I actually remember asking her something along these lines, uh, like a number of years ago, you know, like mom, like what, like what? what is it about me? You know, like, why do you, you know, why do you like me? I'm, you know, I was probably in high school or something. And she looked at me, Rachel, and she said, well, Ben, you're just different. <laughs> and you're just different. So may, I'll work on that. Maybe yeah. I'll see if I can, uh, yeah. I'll <laughs> see if I can spin that. Well, That's I good, always huh? say
1: start with your mom because it's the easiest person to ask. Like it's very, yeah. very low risk to ask your mother why she likes you. I asked my mom, this, when I had this idea at first, she goes, Oh, Rachie, you're just so impressive. And it's like, you're never going to get that answer from anyone else. Like your mom should love you more than anybody else in the world. So it's like, you got to start with the warm fuzzy. Then you can ask the kind of stranger that you like to work with why they like you.
0: Well, that's awesome. So where do we go from here? Once we've begun to identify or consider or maybe test what that unique you know value proposition is, like how, how do we plug that in? What does that look like?
1: So you plug it in by, first of all, not writing your website in the back end of your website, but pulling out a Google Doc and kind of organizing your thoughts there. And write yourself a homepage around that unique thing that you found about yourself. And then go through the rest of your website. You can even copy and paste what you already have into that Google Doc, into that template. And then make sure that everything else, every other word on your site supports that main idea. And if it doesn't, change it or take it out. Like it becomes incredibly easy to edit when you realize that you just have to serve one main theme. Like you can talk about things obviously that like don't directly have to do with that, but you need, there's like this thread that you start to pull on. Like you think about a thread on a sweater, if you pull on it and it kind of unravels the whole thing, that's kind of yeah, what or you're like doing. Yeah, like
0: my living room carpet yeah. <laughs> and my two-year-old keeps pulling on it <laughs> yeah. and it just keeps, yeah, that and you, one. And I you kind it. of
1: just want to keep pulling that thread on every single uh, page of your site until the end and you've unraveled the whole thing and people just can't wait to get to the end so they can contact you.
0: Look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, So you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, You're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, Right? Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds, and then the best part is, uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. E- file expenses even quicker. Uh, keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this, like, as your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're gonna always have the tools that you need when you need them, without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys, 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and then enter six-figure photography in the section where asked how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six-figure photography. You're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. And where do you see, see most photographers? Like what are most photographers up to right now? You know, like I, I, maybe I'd, I'd love to, I'd, sometimes I think you can better understand what it is that we're talking about if we can understand how it usually goes. So like maybe kind of juxtap- juxtapose these right. these different ways of doing copy.
1: Well, I think a big thing right now is like the scrolling homepage. People just kind of view it as sections and I can see like when people go to um, a, buy a template, like a website design template, And like, it's like, um, I'm trying to give an example, like square muse or go live HQ. You can buy these like semi customizable templates for Squarespace or for show it. And then you're doing it yourself. They have this filler copy in there and people will use that as their prompt for what to put on their website rather than looking at it again, holistically and seeing, oh, that doesn't support the idea that I just put above, like this needs to all flow together. It can't just be these disconnected ideas on my homepage. Like, well, this was about them. This one's going to be about me. Now this is about my pricing. Like, yeah, each section should lead to a different page on your site, but they should all still be supporting that main idea. There needs to be a flow. So I think I see that happen over and over again on sites because people are literally just using what the template had in as filler copy there because they've seen other photographers do it and that seems to work. So why not?
0: Gotcha. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I want to stay, I want to stay in on this main idea thing a little bit more, you know, like what makes you unique? What's, what's, what's your unique selling proposition because it all has to though be tied in to something that actually Solves the client's problem like that actually benefits them, right? Right. Like for example, my mom being like, "You're different. Like you're just a little bit different." Like (laughs) we we have to position that in a way that my differentness helps solve their problem in in a in a better way. Is that accurate? Yes,
1: a thousand percent. And that's why I say start with your mom and end with your clients because your clients, the words that they use to describe their experience of working with you are exactly what you do for them that solve their problem. So. When you speak to your, and this is what I always recommend, speak to your past clients and write it down, record the interview, whatever you got to do, but you want to use the exact words that they used about working with you because that's going to get you more people just like them. Um, Mm. So yes, your mom calling you different wonderful. And you can work that into your site in different ways. But the really, really valuable part of it is what your past clients have said about you. Because yeah. that is going to be what future clients will value about you and appreciate about you. So you can draw them in before they even know that they had that problem that you're solving.
0: How do we dig in and 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 start to extract this information from past clients? Do you have any advice on like, connecting with them in terms of reaching back out to somebody to ask for that type of advice? Like what questions do we ask them? How do, how do we, I mean, is there anything that we do to help, you know, uh, convince them to allow us for that interview opportunity? Mm -hmm. What does that, that, um, conversation look like?
1: Well, if they were your favorite client, then you, they probably really like you because you probably treated them really, really well. So I have never, ever, ever had a problem getting in contact with my clients' past contacts or past clients because they're really excited to help them because you probably over-delivered an experience and they want to help. So I just have a templated email that I give people to send to their clients to ask for the interview. And it's basically like, hey, I loved working with you can I ask you some questions to get more people like you on my calendar for next year? I would so appreciate it. And I mean, you can offer them a Starbucks card or whatever they love. um, But usually I found that people are really willing to do it. And this is really, really important. Millennials, get them on the freaking phone. Like, Do not email them a list of questions. That is not valuable customer research you need to hear their voice. You need to hear the intent behind it. You need to have a rapport with them. So get on the phone, record the call, or if you type really fast like I do, you can just write down everything that they say. But you want to be able to look at that transcript eventually and pull out words that are similar between all of your clients. The questions that you want to ask, you really want to start with why they booked you, like what drew them to you. Because what drew them to you, you might not consider to be that big of a deal. Um, so you want to know what kind of sealed the deal for them. Um, was it your images? Was it something you said in an Instagram caption? Was it the way you story? Was it something funny you had on your website? So you want to know what the appeal was. Then you want to know what the best part of the experience of working with you was. What surprised them about working with you? And then at the end, you can say, now having worked with me, what needs to be on my website that I am missing? that I'm forgetting about, you know, what have I missed about who I am and what I offer that you see from working with me. Now I do have a list of like 25 questions that I give out in my guide, but that is a great that's a good starting four. point.
0: That's a good four right there. I mean, those are some, four. that's, that's gold really. Yeah.
1: And these are gold. Like if you talk to your past clients, that is gold.
0: Love it. How much copy is, too much copy.
1: Well, now you know, Ben Hartley, that that is a very tricky question <laughs> because <laughs> a long-form sales page can make somebody billions of dollars, and that is like an exhausting amount of copy. But on a wedding photographer website- so real
0: quick, let's, let's pause. can we pause there for a hot yeah. second, Rachel, before we- continue? So you just, you, you know, you're, you're talking my language, or you just had a long-form sales, a sales letter- mm-hmm. And so, you know, what, what, it, real quick, what is that? And is that appropriate for us to offer as a luxury service provider?
1: No, I don't think so. Because usually, like, your buyers are coming in hot if you're a photographer, usually, because they are getting married and they need you. Um, a long, it's not cold traffic. Right. A long form sales page is usually directed at colder traffic. People are, they're like, what is this offer? What are? It's usually for like courses or guides or downloadable something. Um, or I mean, I guess masterminds could have a long form sales page, but I doubt it because that's warmer traffic too. Anyway, it's usually for things that are like a lower price point. It's not usually like a ten thousand dollar photography session.
0: <laughs> okay, so cool. For, so for so wedding for our photographer, of, let's go. for phot- Wedding photographer, portrait okay, photographer. Yeah. How much copy is? too much. If
1: it looks like a lot of text, it's too much text. So
0: if (laughs) If it looks like a lot of text, it sure as hell is a lot (laughs) of text. Because I think people
1: open a website and they're like, oh God, I'm not doing that. And so it's okay to have a lot of text, but you need to present it in a visually interesting way. You can write the best copy in the world and no one will read it if it's in a huge wall on your website. So that's what headlines are for. That's what different fonts are for. Um, That's what image breaks are for. So- You want to make sure that when you put copy on your site, you're drawing people in both visually and emotionally.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, So there's no, you know, for the very analytical person who's listening right Mm -hmm. now, there's no word count that you would recommend for a homepage?
1: No. I would say though for a homepage... I've been doing this for five years and I have seen a huge shift to the scrolling pages in the last 18 months. So
0: real quick, when you say the scrolling pages, I want to understand, I want to make sure that I understand the audience understands what you mean by that. When you say what I'm interpreting it as, when you say the scrolling homepage, I'm imagining a one page website build. Mm -hmm that is just a full, you just keep scrolling down and it goes to the about you section and you keep scrolling Mm -hmm. and it goes to the investment section and you keep scrolling and there's a eventually portfolio section. Is that what you mean? Like a one page website? That is
1: what I mean, but I don't mean a one page website. Like those, that those sections that you get to still click into interior pages. Like, yes, you'll scroll down to the about page section, but it's just a little teaser of everything that's on the real about page. Okay. So I've seen a big move to that because think about how we use the internet now, like through Instagram, through Facebook, we use our thumb and scroll down. It's people's natural instinct to look for more under like below the fold. So I encourage people if they have a static site where it's just like the home page is just like a gallery of sliding images that looks a little bit outdated at this point. And I encourage people to have like the smaller sections that give people an opportunity to scroll and to click through if they want and each of those little sections on the scrolling homepage should have a call to action button that leads them to the corresponding interior page. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It does. I'm like I'm 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 checking out my website and seeing if I'm seeing if I'm up to snuff. <laughs> I think I am. I think I'm doing just yeah. fine. Yeah. It's pretty intuitive okay, cool.
1: because you go to most photographer websites and that's what they're doing because most templates are set up that way. Like if you buy a template of design, they're set up that way already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, when it comes to, I I just, I want to keep staying on this for a minute. I think that for so many photographers trying to come up with expressing what it is that we do that is different than anybody else is still just like a near impossible task. Mm -hmm. It's like, how, how many other ways can I can I spin it or say it or suggest it? And I'd love to just stay in this for a minute and just tr- see if I can extract any more advice from you that you may have for us to consider um, in regards to you know unlocking what that is for us as individual photographers, right? Like, what is the thing that is my unique selling proposition? Like, how, like I know you said you can ask your mom, I, like, or maybe even some other examples, perhaps that would give us. Uh, maybe open up our mind to like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. Cause I just still see so many photographers using the, like the same buzzwords. Like I'm a storyteller, mm-hmm. uh, you know, authentic. Um, and, and I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's timeless. Mm-hmm. And or like it, the adventurous other words. It, photographer, photographer for yeah, I mean, couples that are yeah, wildly yeah, I mean,
1: in love. Like, yeah, I've, it's and event- I've, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that exact phrase on a website, but yeah. even that template though is now outdated. I think somebody somewhere told photographers that you need to be the blank photographer for the blank person. And you don't need to fit that mold. Like there are so many ways to arrange words that are not that. And I think getting out of that headspace and stop like taking yourself away from other people's sites and what other people are saying is the best thing that you can do um, to get that out. I also like, I know that it's hard for people, but I also challenge people. Like, if you can't tell me why you're different, why would anybody know that you're different? Like, if you can't even tell me, why would a stranger coming to your website be able to look at you and say, oh, wow, I want to hire them?
0: Yeah. That's fair. So
1: it's like, it's self awareness and self work. Like, if you can't tell me what makes you different, then you need to, that's like numero uno in your off season. (laughs) Like you need to figure it out, especially because there is so much out there available to us for us to be able to um, see what everyone else is doing. Like you should be able to, and I say this to my clients a lot. If someone is across the table from you, you're having your first meeting, your first consult, and they're trying to decide if they hire you. And they bring up that girl in your area, that you know is your competition and you guys compete for the same couples and they bring her up and they're like, you know what? We're also looking at her. How would you tell them you're different than her? Like what makes you better? What makes you the better option? That's, there you go. That's your USP as well. Like you need to literally be able to stack yourself up against your competition and say, Hey, here's what I do differently. Like I can do that. So I
0: can't just talk bad about them? No, no,
1: not at all. i get it.
0: No, it's sarcasm, audience. I mean, actually you can
1: a little bit if you want. <laughs> but I think it's again, like having a healthy respect for your competition be like, you know what? She does X, Y, and Z really well. And I do this all the time. If people inquire with me and they're like kind of coming at me with other suggestions of people they could hire, I'm like, oh, you know what? She's actually better at this than I am. But you know what I'm really good at? This. So... I think it's a healthy acknowledgement that you can't be all things to all people and that you have to be willing to let, you know, some of the fringe people go to let your favorite people in.
0: Yeah. And this is maybe what I was addressing in the intro of this. It's it's the self-awareness factor. Mm-hmm. It's you work on your business and you can make a salary, you can make a living, but if you work on yourself, that's where you get to make a fortune, that's where you make a legacy. Absolutely. And it's becoming self-aware of like, you know, w- what are like what's going on in there you right. know what's what's different what's unique and and again it's you guys what we're delivering for a lot of it It's the same. It's like the the message is the same, but the messenger is always different. And I need to remind myself this all the time, by the way. This is really getting into this conversation, actually, Rachel, about it's like it's it's a conversation about comparison. Mm -hmm. It's a conversation about like Mm self-value and like what's the point of me doing this when there's so many other people out there that are also doing it? It's like, why should I host a podcast? Why should I be talking to you, Rachel? You put this on somebody else's podcast. Well, because I have a unique mess. Like I'm, I'm the unique messenger. Right, right. Maybe, maybe someone listens to this that doesn't listen to, to the other one, right. you know? Um, and so it's, uh, do you have, do you have advice on that? It's like, um, maybe it's, maybe it's getting a life coach. It's right. like, do you have a therapist? I need, <laughs> I'll give, you, like that, I'll give you a
1: name. I highly encourage therapy for everyone. I love therapy, but yeah. I think that, something that I let go of when I really dove into being a copywriter for photographers was like, you know what? If I think I'm the best, I have failed. And if you let yourself get wrapped up in everything that you're not and everything that other people are doing, then you're never going anywhere. So it's starting with Number one, which is you. <laughs> and I need to be able to say, like, it's okay that there's other copywriters that might be better at this than I am, but that doesn't mean it's not worth trying. Just like you're not the best photographer in the world. I'm sorry. Even you, Ben, you know, you're probably not the Brilliant. best in the world, but that doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Um, yeah. Also, like, hashtag capitalism. Like, that's how it works. <laughs> like, we all need to be contributing here for people to have a free market to choose from. Um, But I think a lot of it is, you know, staying in your lane, not looking at other people. That's like my number one piece of advice to clients. Stop looking at other people's websites. You sound just like them. Like in your earnestness to be different and to be better, you have now created a site that sounds just like your competition. (laughs) So I think it's really important to get out of the headspace of comparison a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, man, Rachel, this is so good. I I want people to, c- to contact you and to find more information hey, <laughs> on you. Wait, right. <laughs> where, where can they do that at? Like if people want to dig into this more, um, where are they going to find you eating cookies for breakfast?
1: <laughs> well, in Philadelphia, first of all, um, uh, I love Instagram. I love and hate it, uh, but I'm there a lot. I live in my stories and I answer every single message I get um, so you can, Check me out over there or on my website, greenchairstories.com. I just launched a guide called The Photographer's Guide to Write Your Site Right. Get it. Um, And I did create a code for your peeps. I think it's six figure 15 is the code. If they want 15% off, they can get it. Um, And that's just...
0: Just to be clear, Mm -hmm. S-I-X. Six. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. All one word, six, six figure, 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 and then the number, the number 15, 15, one Yep, five. And that'll
1: get them 15% off. And the guide is basically my entire process that I take all of my one-on-one clients through written out in a 60 page document. So you can do it yourself. It's for people who are kind of bootstrapping things in the beginning and they can't invest in something like this yet, but they know that they need some help writing. Um, and if you buy the bigger one, you get access to my private Facebook group, which means you get access to moi.
0: Mwah, yeah. <laughs> love it! I'll make sure to get a link uh, for that, and then I'll get the the promo code there as well. Six figure, fifteen for you, Rachel. Yeah. Listen, I appreciate you being here. This is fun. I, I I just I could just riff and talk about copy all the days. <laughs> same, I love words. Same. I love all the words. I have the best words.
1: <laughs> I have <laughs> uh, a mug that says that. Unfortunately, really, yes.
0: That low key shade right there, Um, (laughs) Rachel. Thank you so much. I really enjoy you, girl.
1: Hey, I had so much fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Podcast listeners, I really like this. Is some like like here is the thing. Copy gets to be so fun. Um, I really hope you you get a chance to check out more of what Rachel's up to um, and dig into uh, copy on your own because it's when you start to almost like unlock the possibility of what it can do, what it can provide. Um, And you get like your finger on the pulse. Oh, it gets super fun. Um, And the last thing, you know, Rachel and I, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. And I'm sure she would have thoughts to say, I want to encourage you all that as you, as you do take Rachel's advice and you begin to develop this copy, that that you don't put the burden on yourself to have it all figured out in one go. It's like a working document. It's a constant working document. It's an evolution. And so to settle in and to put something out there and to keep, just, just keep developing it, keep massaging it. That's all I wanted to say is it something that I revisit every year, every quarter. And I just keep kind of finessing it and having it kind of a living document live as I live, change as I change. And so You guys, I hope you're changing. I hope you're living and I hope you're doing really great things. Rachel and I will see you in the DMs on Instagram. If not, well, then you'll hear my amazing voice (laughs) on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Bye, everybody.